welcome to the new episode of the Bayani Filipina Podcast. I am your host, Inya Kulada. And we are now at the fourth and final episode of the four-part season finale special of our podcast, The Marcus Regime September. And joining me today is one of my dearest friends, Sati from Academy. Say hello! Hi everyone! Thanks for inviting me here. I'm excited for the storytelling. <laughs> so, sa ngayong episode na to, pag-uusapan natin, kilala siya sa totally different way. Dahil sa isa siyang beauty queen around the time ng regime ni Marcos. Pero what made her stand out was not because she was a beauty queen. It was because she chose to leave all that behind para ipaglaban yung pinaniniwalaan niya na dinideserve ng bansa natin, lalo na at that time. So, ang bayaring Filipina natin for this episode is Margarita Favis Gomez. O mas kilala bilang Maita Gomez. So, let's start again from the beginning. Si Margarita Favis Gomez was born on May 23, 1947 sa Pangasinan to parents Jose C. Gomez and Cecilia Favis. Siya ay panganay sa pitong anak nitong magkasawa na ito. And Maita led a comfortable life. She grew up in a family that owned a large plantation or hacienda sa Pangasinan. Tapos meron din silang lupain sa Tarlac. But she was sent to Manila para mag-aral sa Assumption High School and later sa St. Scholastica's College. So, doon niya tinapos yung kanya secondary education. And in college, she took up a pre-med course sa University of the Philippines. Pero nag-shift siya to AB Philosophy. Now, Maita was a regular presence in Manila Society events. At dahil sa matangkad siya at maganda siya, Siyempre, kapansin-pansin siya and she was pampered by the so-called elitist society. So like I said, she was very tall. She stands 5 foot 11 inches. At ano siya, maganda siya and she's very intelligent. So it was no surprise na napansin siya ng isang high society couturier, si Pitoy Moreno. At in-invite siya ni Moreno to become one of his society models. So by 1966, she had toured the world as a model and she was given a four-month-long world trip after nung high school graduation niya and nag-attend siya sa June Daly Watkins na isang modeling school sa Australia. She was selected as one of Manila's five prettiest in 1967 and then she competed for and won the crown as Miss Philippines nung taon din na yun. So dun siya sumikat. And this earned her a trip to represent the country in the Miss World na at the time was being held in London. Pero hindi na siya tumuloy doon. May question ako, bakit hindi na siya tumuloy doon? Um, after niya manalo, na- namundok na siya. Nags, uh, nag-go na siya underground. Ooh, interesting. Yes. Pero before siya nag-go underground, kinasal mo na siya kay Carlos Rubio. Uh, they lived in the US for about two years. Tapos bumalik siya sa... Philippines, nung um, pinagbuntis at ipinanganak niya na yung kanyang firstborn and only daughter, si Melissa Perez Rubio. Around this time, yung social circle nila nagulat kasi bumalik siya sa UP. And there, she got caught in the student ferment of the period. So, naabutan niya yung first quarter storm. Alam mo to, yung uprising ng mga students um, in 1970. And pati yung sa Diliman Commune in 1971. Now, the Diliman Commune was an uprising that was led by the students, the faculty members of UP, tsaka yung mga residents ng UP, kasama yung mga transport workers. It happened on February 1 to 9, 
1971 in protest of the recentable increase of the oil prices through the second term of the Marcos administration. And then after nito, about a year after the events, ito na yung nag-lead sa eventual declaration ng Marshall Law. So, from then on, si Maita, nag-join siya doon sa mga student groups, more specifically yung Aletheia, which is, fun fact, Aletheia is an ancient Greek word that mainly translates to unclosedness, unconcealedness, or disclosure. So, andun siya sa paniniwala ng paglalabas ng katotohanan, which, as we know, at that time, mahirap makantang. Na-attract siya doon sa slogan na yung to serve the people. And continuous siyang na-involve or ini-involve niya sarili niya sa mga yeah, social work or pagtulong sa mga tao other than sa pagmulat ng mga katauhan sa social situation ng bansa at the time. So yun na nga, namulat siya lalo at they said that it, the turning point was nung nakita niya yung sufferings ng mga tao, nung nahit yung central zone ng Typhoon Yuli. Nakita niya yung suffering ng mga tao at nakita niya kasi na halos walang nagagawa yung government for them. And after nito, she decided to up her level of involvement. She became active in political discussions. At yun na, na na-expose na siya doon sa, sa mga writings ng mga philosophers like Karl Marx and Lenin. And three months before the declaration of martial law, she went totally underground. Tapos sumali na siya doon sa guerrilla movement. So syempre sumama siya sa guerrilla movement, nahiwalay siya sa asawa niya. And sometime after that, bumalik siya para ikunin ulit yung anak niya na si Melissa. And her... Oh <laughs> kinuha na niya kasi fr- from her, uh, yung former hu- husband niya si Carlos by then meron na meron na siyang uh, second family so pareho na silang nag-move on separated from her first husband umakyat siya ngayon or nag-move sila ngayon kasama niya si Melissa sa Baguio at kasama siya dun sa mga guerrilla groups na dun sa Baguio at within the group she was known as Cadolor so ginagamit niya more normal ginagamit niya yung charm niya ganyan tsaka yung beauty niya and according to one of her former comrades si Bonifacio Ilagan syempre dahil beauty queen siya starstruck sila hindi naman di nila naisip na somebody of her status nasasama dun sa collective nila or dun sa, sa underground movement nila and ayon din dito kay Ilagan si Maita talagang eager siya gusto pa nga niya ma-assign siya sa mga countrysides Although medyo nahihirapan sila kasi parang naisip ng grupo na ang hirap na padalan siya kasi sobrang iba yung itsura niya, sobrang di ba matangkad, maganda, sobrang beauty queen nga tapos mahirap kumbaga siya talaga i-underground pero persistent din kasi siya para dun sa ginagawa nilang movement. So nadedestino din siya sa mga, mga liblib na lugar and one of her assignments were the propaganda. Kumbaga, i- para ma-enlighten yung mga tao sa mga probinsya, sa mga nangyayari, lalo na sa capital. In 1973 or 1974, depending on the source you are reading, she was arrested in Baguio City. And first, she was detained in the Baguio City Jail. Tapos, minove siya sa Camp Olivas sa Pampanga. Doon sa Camp Olivas, she managed to escape with the help of a military asset kasi may crush sa kanya. Sinarm niya, tapos nakatapas siya. Hindi ko kinaya yung, oh my gosh, siya. <laughs> may crush siya. Hindi ko kinaya. 
Parang kala ko nakataka siya kasi may, ano, parang may escape plan, yung mga oh. ibang entry. Pero siyempre na lang, alam mo sa mga babaeng katulad natin, siya. <laughs> wow, bakit sa akin walang ganun? Parang malik siya yung ginagamit mo. <laughs> so, so, yun na nga, nakatakas siya. And in 1976, bumalik siya or nag-rejoin siya dun sa NPA. At nag-remain siya dun sa group na yun until 1980. So, katulad na sinabi ko, Kasama sa mga assignment niya is yung propaganda team. So, so she was assigned at a guerrilla zone in the Quezon Bicol border. Tapos ang ginagawa nila is yung expansion missions nila sa Camarines Sur. Kumbaga, like, yun nga, nag-educate sila sa mga tao. May mga political education silang ginagawa para namumulat din yung mga tao kahit nasa probinsya sila. Kasi di ba, alam natin or, or aware tayo na Mostly yung mga nasa probinsya, hindi sila masyadong, or feeling nila hindi sila masyadong affected dun sa nangyayari. Kasi halos lahat nakasentro sa, sa capital. Kaya yung ngayon, kung tatanungin mo yung mga tao, yung mga nasa probinsya, eh wala namang nangyayari sa amin, or mostly ganun. Kasi nga, hindi, hindi sila aware dun sa nangyayari dito, or hindi lahat aware. So in 1978, Dito sa sa grupo na to sa nakamit din siya ng second love niya, yung kanya second husband si Joey Decena. And they were transferred to Nueva Ecija sa May Central Luzon. Kung saan doon naman nakilala siya as Kalili. Okay. From Kadolor, naging Kalili na siya. Yes, sa Central Luzon. So unfortunately si Joey napatay siya in an encounter in 1979. Pero before naman siya namatay, ano, nag- nagbunga rin yung pagmamahalan nila. Nagkaroon din siya ng anak kay Joey. However, due to health problems, kasi di ba siyempre tago sila, so limited din yung medical supplies nila, e buntis pa siya. She was compelled to resurface. So she sent out feelers to her friends, yung mga former nakasama niya dun sa, sa mga societies niya sa Manila. Nag-send out siya ng feelers para tulungan siya mag-resurface again. And na-answer yung call niya by the daughter of the then-general and now former president Fidel Ramos, si Angel Ramos. So, itong mga Ramos, sila yung tumulong sa kanya para makabalik sa mainstream society just before the Edsa People Power Revolution. Pero since, syempre, meron siyang record or meron siyang reputation, she was placed under house arrest. And doon niya na ipinanganak yung pangalawa niyang anak and eldest son, si Jose Luis Decena. So after this, she met and married musician activist Herbert Bartolome. Oh my God, ang dami niya love life! Yeah, hindi pa siya tapos dyan. <laughs> so she met and married Herbert Bartolome, 1983. With Herbert Bartolome, she had two sons, si Chris and Antares Bartolome. So, nakabalik na siya sa mainstream society. Hindi pa rin naman siya tumigil because she focused her energy in helping build the women's movement naman. So, kumbaga, andun naman siya sa emancipation of women. In 1984, she co-founded Gabriela. Alam natin to, napakasikat hanggang ngayon, active pa rin tong grupo na to. And um, this group, as we know, united women from all classes in society and linked them to the movement against firstly against the Marcos dictatorship. She also helped form WOM, WOMB, or Women for the Ouster of Marcos and Boycott in 1985. Dito sa grupo na to, ang position niya ay Secretary General. And this organization was formed of known women personalities, mga kakailala katulad niya, that opposed the, the dictatorship and they campaigned for the release of political prisoners. 
all the while working then sa sa kasarilinya craft she became a deputy director of the women's studies program in Saint Scholastica's College where she helped draft the women's studies curriculum in 1985 so around 1986 after maus ni Marcos tumulong naman siya i-organize yung kaiba or kababaihan para sa inang bayan ano to eh, political party to for the 1987 elections Kasama niya dito sila ni Nikki Cosetting, ganyan. And the statement of Kaiba was so that women can and should lead and represent the voices of women and other members of society, lalo na in the political sphere, as part of the government. Wait, wait lang. Parang wala nang Kaiba ngayon, no? Wala na. Ano to? Wala. Uh, wala, wala nang political. Wala akong alam. Unless meron kang alam. Pero wala akong alam. Na wala akong alam. Ngayon. Pero ano, ngayon pala ako magre-register. <laughs> so, bumoto na tayo at baka buuin na natin si Kaiba. <laughs> yeah, totoo. Ano na to? Tuloy-tuloy na. <laughs> Mag-gather na tayo. Nagkwentuhan <laughs> <laughs> lang why, doon. Buhayin natin siya ulit. <laughs> Oo, why not? Siyempre, <laughs> <laughs> dyan tayo lagi mag, tayo lagi magsisimula. So, in 1987, she gave birth to Michael Philip Beltran with businessman Oscar Beltran as the father. So, meron pa siya well, pang-apat na lover. Oh my God! Ang dami niya love life na siya yes. ako! Totoo. Siyempre, beauty queen si, si ate mo. <laughs> and then, eventually, she tried to run for a Manila Congressional District seat. Pero natalo siya dito. But it was said among her friends na she could have won kasi ang official name niya na was Maita Bartolome. And kil- pero kilala kasi siya as Maita Gomez. Diba? So syempre, ang daming ballots na na-invalid dahil ang nakasulat Maita Gomez, hindi Maita Bartolome. So kaya, feeling nila kaya sila natalo kasi yung mga tao na confused. Ang OLATS naman pala nung ano, election system nung unang panahon. O, oh, ba- parang ano siguro sinusulat. So, after the regime of Marcos, after Cory, after Ramos, up until, actually, up until 2012, active siya. She became the leader or a leader of the women's movement. And she became an official of the Samahan ng ex-detainees laban sa detention at aresto or SELDA, calling for the release of political prisoners. And she became also the co-chair of Makabayan, yung Makabayang Coalition ng Mamamayan, a coalition of progressive party-list organizations. So she encouraged her children also to be active kasi meron siyang limang anak. And lahat ito, in-encourage niya na yun nga, para mag- maging... open din yung mga utak nila. And actually, nakausap sa isang interview yung anak niya. And kwento ng anak niya nung mga bata pa sila parang, and sadly, ito rin sinabi, you can be anything, pero wag ka lang maging police or militar. So, di ba, parang meron pa rin siyang resentment siguro from her experiences, di ba, from, from being a political, ano ba, anti-government nga daw kasi siya nung time nila Marcos. So, um, she went back to school again in 1995 to major in sociology in PUP and took up a master's degree in development in economics in UP. So, ito na, nag-work na siya. She became deputy director of the Women's Studies Program in St. Scholastica's College, an assistant professional lecturer in macro and microeconomics trade history of Asian economics and economic thought in La Salle, and assistant professor in economics development studies program in UP Manila. So active pa rin siya sa mga 
kumbaga kumuha pa rin siya ng speaking engagements niya sa mga conference, sa mga events. And she only, actually, she only retired from her NGO work around March of 2012. And after a few months, she passed away due to heart attack in her home in PC. She was 65. Ang bata! Yes. Oh my God. So that was Maita Gomez. Ang ganda ng story niya. Tapos feel na feel ko na ano, maganda talaga siya kasi ang dami niyang love life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pero maganda siya. Maganda nga siya. Pero aside sa maganda, what I like is very much active siya. Kasi diba usually pag ano, I think that was one interesting thing about ano, the Marcos regime and the People Power Revolution. Usually, when you hear rallies, when you hear yung mga nag-aaklas, you'd always think it's the, ano, it's the, the poorer class. Mm-hmm. Pero with that, it was a mix of everyone. And look at this mm-hmm. one, no? Ang ganda ng background niya. Totoo lang. Pero Comfortable life. No? Ganda ng education. Tapos beauty queen pa siya. Tapos nasa high society siya eh. Kasi nga, diba at the time, puro sila si beauty, si ganyan. Lalo nung sabi nga, um, si Imelda parang obsessed siya sa beauty na gusto niya laging maganda lang. Diba? So, I don't know si Maita Gomez. Uh-oh. Pero ayoko magkaroon ng apat na lalaki. <laughs> well, siguro, ewan ko, kasi at that time, I think, ano rin eh, big thing din sa kanila yung, ano no, yung companionship. Ganun. Lalo na sa society na sinasabi na pag babae ka, um, yung worth mo is half of your like spouse mo, partner mo, or very different, very different yeah, from today. Kasi ngayon, you can be single, you can be a woman, and you can be single. Tapos sobrang ganda ng career mo. And alam mo yun, walang masabi sa yung mga tao kasi, oh, sige, single ka. Eh, pero wala ko naman. Like, di ba? Hi, Sadi! Ikaw yun. <laughs> di ba? Success. Parang lahat ng tao tinatanong ako, so bakit single ka pa? What's wrong Kailan with you? Kailan ka matatanda What? sila? Wow, what's wrong with you? Why are you asking me that? Ganon dapat ang sabi. Pero, hindi, pero I want to be with someone. Kasi hindi ko naman, hindi naman ako nakakita. Parang ang ano ko, ng progress ko na pagdating sa love life. May crush ako, tapos cute cute type of crush eh. Parang, ay, ang cute! Ganyan lang. Kasi hindi na nagpro-progress yun. Nakakalimutan na, nakakalimutan ko Nakakalimutan mo na crush mo sila. Or something, or something happens. So, so ako parang, ay, wala na. Hindi ko sila type. Ganon. Ayun. Pero, Gomez, actually, those are the things that I really want to do. Like, you know, do, do, ano, do non-profit work. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're capable. Pero I think we can do that once ma-settled na tayo, di ba? Yes. Especially for you, you're starting a family. Ako yung mga bata, maliliit. Hindi mo maliliit. Pero, ano, magka-college pa lang. Mm. Pero hopefully, when the time comes na ma-settled na tayo, ako, that's something that I would want to do. Because I think it's something we can do being sa nasa working class tayo. We only have to put our minds to it talaga. Kasi, ano, sa, sa, sa totoo lang, yung energy natin saka yung lahat ng ano natin napupunta kasi sa kunyari kung anong career ang pinupuntahan mo right now but when you when you reach actually when you and this is something i realized very recently when you reach a certain age nagkakaroon ka ng ang dami mong time kaya ako nga nagagawa tong podcast na to kasi parang may time pa pala ako <laughs> you're getting better at the job that you do so uh-huh. you can take in either more jobs Mm-hmm. ba? Or more or hobbies. You, or your passion, ba? Yes, These so. are passion projects. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yung ganon. 
ayun. And, well, <laughs> Oo, so time, uh, well, compared kay Maita naman at the time na, to, na naging activist siya, siya, nasa around student time pa rin siya, although may mga ano na nga siya, adult experiences na siya, may time siya <laughs> May time talaga siya, pero more than that, may passion din siya. Hindi lang siya, hindi lang naman kasi siya basta, ay ano, ay ligwakin natin tong gobyerno, ganyan. Kasi, like we said, doon sa storytelling, Ang, ang naging turning point niya was seeing the suffering of the people, eh. Diba? And I read, I, hindi ko alam, ha? I'm not a big pageant person. So, I don't know if at the time, kapag nanalo ka ng pageant, kasama na rin ba yung charity works mo? Kasi ang alam ko, recently rin lang yan. Diba kapag ka nanalo ka ng title, like Miss So and So, kasama dun yung kung anong charity or anong anong advocacy ang, ato dito, ang ipaglalaban mo. I don't, I think around that time, hindi pa ganun, eh. So, Siguro, maganda na rin na ngayon, ganyan sila, hindi lang basta beauty queen ka, hindi, hindi lang basta maganda ka, maganda ka, matalino ka. You have to have something you're passionate about. And for Maita, it was helping or se- serving the people. Diba? So, so for yeah. sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Pero gusto ko maging ganyan, tapos tignan mo, kahit ano na siya, no, nag-aral pa siya uli. Mm-hmm. Gusto ko yung retirement plan niya. Yung mag, magtuturo na lang sa mga ano, sa school. Tapos may NGO. Gusto ko nang gano'n. Ayoko lang magulo. Parang <laughs> 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 lasing yung kasama. Pasensya na. Okay hindi lang. Kasi lang. Ako. Galing akong napitan arcade. Alam ko hindi to part ng show mo. Pero, <laughs> pero lang. Gusto ko nang gano'n. Pero hindi ko kaya umakit ang bundok. Kasi kinakwento sa akin ng tatay ko nung bata kami. Yung mga NGO. Kasama ko to <laughs> Ay, ayoko munta ng bundok. Yung bundok ko parang, yung bundok lang dun sa tatay ko. <laughs> Kasi farm niya yon. Pero yung mag-NPA ako, hindi ko kaya yun dahil. So, hindi ko kaya iwan yung anak ko, no? So, lalo na hindi ko kaya iwan yung nanay ko para mas mababaliw yun. So, <laughs> hindi, ay, pero sa ngayon naman kasi hindi naman na ata. I think at the time, yung situation called for that kind of action. So, sure, ngayon, sure, sure, hindi natin kailangan ngayon yun. Hindi, hindi rin. Pero kasi, hindi <laughs> ko pa alam. Hindi <laughs> ko pa alam. Kasi, ano, we, I think we are still in the process of, ano, of finding out. <laughs> finding out. Kasi, ako, ayaw ka na kasi. Ayaw, ayaw akong tumagal. Nakita mo yung sa news? Oo. Ayaw ko, ah. syempre. Kasi, nothing's happening sa totoo lang. Diba? And nakikita ng mga tao na nasa normal na profession. Paano pa kami, diba? <laughs> sa medical kami, hirap na hirap na buhay namin. Mm-hmm. Tapos ganyan pa. Tapos walang nagagawa yung medical sector ng, or health sector. Gusto <laughs> po. Diba? Gusto po. Tapos ang PhilHealth pa, no? Pero I don't think, diba? Pero I don't think naman kailangan natin mamundo. Siguro kailangan lang natin take to the streets, ganun, kapag safe na. Or pag may, if somebody comes up with a decent plan, take to the street. Sabi ko sa tatay ko talaga, dad, pagka nagkaroon ng ano ha, sasama kami, ay tatay ko napakaan, makabayan. Basta alam mo, hindi ko kayo bibigilan. Sabi ka ba niya para sa bayan? Please lang, huwag niyo lang ukurapin lahat. Kasi ko, ang daming kawawa talaga. Lalo na ngayon. Kawawa na nga noon, mas kawawa pa ngayon eh. So what do you expect? We're very lucky. We're very lucky that we're getting by. Tsaka, ang swerte lang natin sa nakukuha natin, like, career-wise, life-wise, diba? Oo. Diba? Of course, it's Pero, not pitching, it's not everything that we always, ano, dreamt of. Pero, yeah. you know, 
one thing that's very beneficial on our side is first we have the we finish education. Mm-hmm. Alam mo pag aral tayo. Maganda yun ah. Gusto ko yan. Gusto ko yung feature mo kay Maita Gomez. Familiar yung name niya. Pero sabi ko, sino nga ba to? Tapos yung sinerch ko kanina. Sabi ka, ah, siya nga pala yun. Oo nga. Ano ko siya? Narinig ko lang siya sa news. Bef- siguro nung ano, nung namatay nung din siya. Oo, 2012. Pero narinig ko siya. Familiar yung name niya. So, nung nakita ko siya, nag-pop up sa Google ko, nung nags- nag-research ako. Ay, may ganito pala. So, ayun, pinature ko siya. So, yun. Actually, marami ako ngayon na naisama sa list ko ng mga beauty queens din. Pero hindi lang naman sila. May mga iba pang... Huwag ano, naman puro beauty queen. Hindi naman. Nagulat ano sa beauty queen. No, pero I'm, I'm saying, nagulat nga ako. Ang dami nila na, alam mo yun, hindi lang sila kumuha ng corona. And, I mean, we're all about empowerment and stuff. Pero may stigma rin eh, di ba? Sa mga beauty queens na... May stigma somehow na yun lang naman sila, they're in that box. Pero if you find time to, you know, know what they're actually doing, magugulat ka rin. Sana more. Sana rin sa, ano, sa mga nakikinig na inspire sa ganyan. Hindi lang pwedeng, ano mo yun, hindi lang sa... Hindi oh, pwedeng ano ka lang, TikTok ka lang ng TikTok, oh my God! <laughs> Diba? Uh, totoo. I don't have that. Kaya okay, ano, shopping ka lang ng shopping ng 9, 9, 10, 10, 11, 11. Ewan ko sa inyo. Oo, yung pera dali nyo na lang sa ano, mga kakayan nyo. <laughs> Natatawa ko kasi parang ang taas na poverty rate natin. Pero ang daming, ano, ang daming, ang daming shoppers. Diba? So parang ano ba talaga? Ano, ano, ano gusto nyo mangyari? <laughs> <laughs> Tapos magre-reklamo, no? Ano, ano, ewan ko. Hindi, it's not also just that. It's also like the average people. Who, yun, alam mo yun, yung parang who, di ba, ang dami nating cases na parang, oh, tax evasion, ganyan. Mm-hmm. Sige tayo, mag-tax evasion ka, pero shopping ka ng shopping. Tapos post ka na po, man, sa ibang bansa ka, may mga dami-dami mo palang, ano, utang. Yung mga ganun. <laughs> ano, ano, like, for me, the storytelling, especially about women, it's not just, ano, it's not just inspirational, pero also, it's a, ano eh, it's a, what do I call it? It's a look back at the past. And what can be done in the future. Diba? Mm-hmm. Totoo. Di naman kailangan beauty queen ka para magawa mo yon. Pero maganda na nga. Maganda pa na beauty queen siya, diba? And that's it for the story of Meta Gomez. I would like to thank my dear friend Sati for sitting this episode with me. And I really hope we can have you as our guest again in the future sa mga susunod na episodes natin. But in the meantime, like I said pala last episode, we will be taking a short break as the transition period natin to from season 1 to season 2. There will be several changes for our podcast. So excited ako inabas ito. Pero before that, I will take this break para rin ma-reorganize natin yung scheduling and everything. So if you want to be heard, if you want a shout-out, or if you want to say hi, you can reach me through email at payanifilipina at gmail.com, through Twitter at byfili2020, and through Instagram at payanifilipina. And thank you, take care, keep safe everyone, and make good choices. You want to say your farewell, Sati. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much, Bayani Filipina. I want to be a Bayani Filipina one day. <laughs> Pero I really like this initiative. It's about it's about it's about time that we actually get to know more of just the average Filipina. 
because we're not so average in general. Yes, we are empowered. Well, yes, we can be anything. Basta ano, make better choices yun nga. At saka alam ko naman bakit ka magpo-post sa ano sa season. <laughs> Pero congrats my dear friend. Ayun, at the end, thank you so much. Inaantok na yung mga auntie. Mag-picture tayo. Wait lang. And ko lang yung recording. Thank you for listening to the final episode of the first season of the Bayaning Filipina Podcast. Alam ko na madami pa mga Bayaning Filipina ang lumaban para sa demokrasya ng ating bayan, lalo na sa chapter na ito ng kasaysayan natin. At hindi sa patang isang buwan para talakayan silang lahat. Rest assured that we will be featuring them in our future episodes, kasama din ng iba pang mga Filipina worthy of our recognition throughout our rich history. If you have been with me since episode 1, maraming maraming salamat. This break between seasons will be a short one and we'll be back before you know it. You will hear from me again. So until then, let's keep each other safe.